Welcome back. It's uh, This is Tommy from the Care Team. It's episode 25, uh, March 4th, 2021. Change the way you think, change your life. Looking at Romans 12 too. And before we get started today, we, we got some uh, some money hacks for young adults. So uh, if you're not a young adult, grab a pen and paper. If you're a young adult, you know what to do. Grab your phone, pull out Evernote, and go to town. So. Um, I think my biggest hack, just because I am a young adult and something I wish I was better at, is just being able to save a little bit more, like every paycheck, just so I can start building up stuff and savings a little better. It's, I have savings and it's nice, but I wish I was more, um, I wish I was more routinely saving and like putting money back just in case something happens. It's good. I I think that's great. I'm not a young adult, but when I was a young adult, I, uh, I never thought about saving. Um, and and I wish I would have, I think when you're young, sometimes you think, you know, you're going to be old in a really long time and it doesn't matter right now, but Mm -hmm. you're going to be old someday anyway. So you might as well be in better shape and be prepared. Um, but one sort of hack that I do have is, especially when you're young, but even when you're older, you know, people like to be social and go out to eat and it's expensive. So something I've, I've learned to cut a little bit off my bill is to always order water with my meal because it can save you, you know, up to like four or $5, just get water with your, your food. Yeah. I like it. I'm, I'm not a young adult, but I play one on TV. (laughs) Uh, no, uh, uh, when, when I was a young adult, I did not do well in saving and watching my spending. So I learned the hard way. And what I would like to share with the young adults out there is live within your means. Yep. Uh, yes. And I tried to live like somebody who was 10 years older, not in college, instead of living frugally like a college student. Um, one of the things that I do now that I learned from mistakes in the past is I pay myself an allowance. So I give myself a certain amount each week based on my budget that I can spend. And when I go over that, I'm done spending. So whether that's getting coffees out, eating out, whatever it is, I have a fixed amount. And so, you know, as you work on a budget or whatever, uh, figure out what you can afford to spend, pay yourself that in cash, not on a credit card, not, you know, I, I think I know how much I have, but literally have it in cash. And when it's gone, you're done for the week. So anyway, that's my hack. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've got a couple smaller hacks. Uh, so one is, uh, you know, a lot of people hear the word budget and they start freaking out. Uh, one of my goals as a parent right now is to desensitize my kids that with the budget word. And so a lot of times they'll hear me say, oh, Dad, what do you mean budget? Are we, are we poor? And I'm like, no. And I'm like, that line item is dry right now. And so that line item is we're not going to we're not going to address that right now. But just you know, use the word budget. Don't be afraid to use the word budget. Uh, so uh, but before we get to the budget, though, one, one thing, too, is to can, it can help you with the budget is take a month and, and focus on your tracking your expenses. Uh, so, you know, like, what do you need to budget for? Uh, another thing would be, too, is is try to implement uh, days, try to implement days where there's no spending. Uh, just say there is no spending today, no matter what. This is my day. Pick a day of the week, whatever works for you, and don't do that. And then uh, last is uh, if you need to, if you find yourself in that, in that bind where you have yourself, you have a, a, a boiling over debt, don't don't hesitate to look for you know small odd end jobs. Uh, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of great opportunities. If you don't live around like a like a major hub like where maybe FedEx or UPS are or maybe Amazon. Uh, you know, those are all great places to tie in and get, you know, get some extra pay, you know, during odd hours of night. But if that's not even an option, maybe go deliver pizzas. Pizzas are, you know, I did that for a little while I was in college and uh, it really worked out pretty well. So to your point of, of budget and tracking costs, 
and you were talking about the phone, there yeah. are so many great apps for that now. Oh yeah. Where literally you can even just take a picture of your receipt or yeah. you know, quickly record a cost and it will it will just add all that stuff up for you. So get on your get on the app store, get on apps, do a search. There's a lot of great apps out there to track your budget. There there's even an app where it will round up what you spend and it'll put that change into a savings mm-hmm. account. That's for great. You. That's great. So today we're going to talk about prayer. Uh, we're going to talk about what is prayer, the purpose of prayer. Uh, we're going to give you some some good steps, good takeaways on how to implement prayer. Uh, we're going to talk about what the Bible says about prayer. And so today, as we kick off, you know, uh, praying is, is is such an easy thing. I mean, it, it's just literally just talking to God. It's just a, you know, they're... they're, they're God is is knows everything. He sees everything. He knows us so much better than ourselves, and so it, it's just a way of communicating with God. You know, God communicates with us through the Holy Spirit and through the Bible, and we communicate with Him through prayer. And so, oftentimes, God, you know, He He knows what's happening. He can see what's happening. And he just wants to have that conversation with us. It's the same way when I see my one of my kids get injured and they walk right past me, like you know, like they got it all together, and I'm just saying, "Hey, I saw what happened. I want to help you." That's good. You said a lot of good stuff there. I, I like the idea of, you know, the simplicity of prayer. I've often heard folks, especially in our, our church, that are, um, you know, they don't want to pray out loud. They say, I don't, I don't pray well or I don't, I don't do it right. And my comment to them is the only way to do prayer wrong is to not pray. Um, God just wants to hear your heart, what's on your mind, what you're struggling with. But he wants to hear your hopes, your aspirations, your the things that you're celebrating. And... Uh, I know for me, I, I often struggle with prayer being a one-sided conversation. It really is a two-sided conversation. Um, we need to listen as much as we need to talk. Um, I, I remember teaching a class once, and I just walked out the door in the middle of teaching uh, because we were talking about the subject of prayer. And when I came back, of course, I had bewildered faces, and I shared, that is probably how God often feels about our prayer life. We ask for a whole lot of stuff. We might even share what's going on with us, but we don't listen much for God's response. And as Tommy said, we we are not necessarily looking for an audible voice, but we are looking for maybe we open up our devotional book and it's about the very thing we prayed about and we're struggling with, or just an overwhelming sense of peace that we didn't bring about in ourselves, or the nudge to go pray for somebody or talk to somebody. Those are all God's communications with us, encouraging and, and, you know, the Holy Spirit working on the inside and through us. Mm-hmm. I think for a long time, you know, you just mentioned it's it's not necessarily an audible voice from God when you pray. And for a long time, I thought that's kind of what I was being still and listening for, and it, yeah. it didn't happen. And, and I've learned, like you said, it comes in the form of an affirmation later in the day or, you know, just like you said, an overwhelming sense of peace or or the exact right words in a conversation that you need it. It doesn't necessarily come in the moment. Mm -hmm. I was just reading today in a devotional and reminding me that, you know, God's voice didn't come in the fire, the wind, or the earthquake. It came in a whisper. And so a lot of times when we're listening for that still small voice of God, we overlook it because we are maybe looking for the grand gesture, the burning bush, that sort of thing. And sometimes it is just a, you know, um, you're my son or daughter with whom I'm well pleased. Sometimes it's yeah. just a little encouragement or a or a sense that we get. Yeah. Prayer also just we kind of touched on this, but I feel like when I'm rooted in prayer and I just make 
time to intentionally be with God in prayer for whether it's me getting up early for maybe like a half hour or maybe even an hour sometimes. Like I feel a lot more comfort throughout my day because I started it with him and just getting the peace that I need and just kind of relinquishing things and being like, you know, this is in your hands or like things that I tried to control in my life or just just being able to connect with him and just, you know, telling God that you trust him like at the beginning of prayer, just being able to have that relationship with him. That's good. Yeah. Well, and uh, I, I know we're going to talk a little about scripture and, and like, you know, uh, and, and how it ties into the Bible. But one of the best things you can do is just like we, we were as a team, uh, we got these books. Uh, it's called How to Pray a Simple Guide to Normal People, a Simple Guide for Normal People. And uh, it has this acronym. And, and, and the first step I, I really like, it talks about pausing. And just taking a moment. And, and so that doesn't mean you have to take an hour. But if you do, that's awesome. Praise God. Uh, but maybe it's just, uh, I know, uh, I can't remember where I first heard it from. I don't know if it was Nate or maybe you talked about it, Tom or somebody else. But it was that, the idea of breath prayers. You know, just to, just take a, a one minute. Maybe you're getting ready to go into a stressful situation. Maybe something's getting ready to happen. Or maybe you just don't know what's going to happen. But to take that moment and just say, God, I don't have this. I need you. Uh, help me through this. You know, just in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So, I mean, just something... I don't even know if that was even 20 words, mm-hmm. you know, just something mm-hmm. just simple to, um, so. You know, there might be some folks listening. I just kind of popped in my head. There might be some people listening that have, have prayed or, um, have, have tried it time and again, and they don't feel like there's any result or any good thing that comes out of prayer. And I remember, um, something that I was exposed to in my time with, uh, the 12 step program. And that is, uh, there's a line that says something to the extent in their textbook that if you, have tried prayer and you find it wanting, meaning it's not working, they say you haven't tried it enough. And I think that that's a really, uh, that's good for all of us to hear, for me to be reminded of that that prayer comes in power. And, and I know in the care ministry, we've been talking a lot amongst ourselves lately about the idea of God's grace being sufficient for us. And the scripture often couples God's grace with God's power, meaning that grace empowers us to meet the challenges of life, whatever those are, whatever the temptations are, whatever the troubles are, whatever we're going through, God's grace is sufficient because God's grace comes with power. And I don't know any better way to access or push into the grace of God more than prayer. And so if if for you prayer doesn't have power, then I want to encourage you, not in a not in a shaking my finger at you way, not in a saying you've done anything wrong way, but if prayer hasn't come with power for you, then I want to encourage you, you haven't done it enough. You haven't allowed God to show you just how much he cares for you, what he can do for you, and what he can do in and through you through the power of prayer. I think that's something that we forget, you know, the the power that we have access to. You know, we have the Holy Spirit to intercede for us, and we, yeah. I think even in our prayer sometimes we think, it's about us and what we can do. We don't, you know, step back and, you know, sometimes I just pray, just let the Holy Spirit surround me. And, you know, so, so he's, mm-hmm. he's the first thing anyone or anything bumps into. And when I, when I walk in. And I think for me, it's just recognizing like nothing is too big or too small for God. Mm-hmm. Like yep. you can bring anything to him and you can speak to him about anything. And he cares about it because he cares about you. And I think that's just, so powerful to even think about like he cares about the big things in your life or even just in the world and he cares about the things that are hurting your heart or um just small things that you worry about like he cares about all of it so that's so good i 
for a long time, uh, Callie, I struggled with that, like really believing that God cared about the small things. And I can remember Jessica and I uh, were married while we were undergraduates in, in college. And so we're both in school and she's a much better student than I am. And I remember she came home and she had done really well on the test. And we got in this conversation and she said, you know, I always pray before my test. And I went, you do? I'm like, why do you do that? And she's like, well, why wouldn't I do that? And, and we had this long conversation and it had never occurred to me that God might care how I do on a, on an exam. So I'm really glad you shared that because for me personally, that's something I wrestled with for a really long time. And now, now I do, I pray about everything and I believe he cares about even the smallest conversation, anything, but uh, maybe other people are struggling with that too, that he cares about the big and the small. My, my first experience with a thought like that was a long time ago. And I was, I was talking to someone who had been a Christian for much longer than me she was talking about going shopping and, you know, buying some clothes and trying to stay on a budget and things. And what she said was she always prayed before she went shopping. Mm. Like, why would you pray to go That's shopping? Awesome. You know, she would pray for, you know, for good deals on things and to be a good steward of her money. And I, I remember that when, when I shop mm. quite a bit. Well, and one thing too, I wonder, uh, and I, we, you know, Callie, you talked about a little bit in the same, same here, Tom is for you too, but is when we are praying, what is our view of God? Is it a high view of God? Is, are we, are, you know, when we're praying, are we thinking about the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the great I am, the creator, not a creator, but the creator of everything, the person who holds the whole world together? Is that the per? Because if it is, then, I mean, if you don't see God as that way, then, then maybe that's part of why you don't want to spend time in prayer. I mean, you know, you have the creator's ear, like you have God's ear and he, and he's, and he wants to have a relationship with you. He wants to listen to you. And so, so maybe that, maybe that's part of it too is, you know, and, and I know that there are times where I'm, I struggle with that too. I'm like, ah, I kind of got this. And if I'm not careful, I'll be too, you know, pragmatic about things. I'll be like, no, I got to do this to do this. And it's like, no, just like, just like, you know, you were saying, Callie, it's like, maybe I need to pray even, even for, for things that I, you know, maybe I need to pray for things that are, that are just in my mind, minute. So I wonder, Tommy, if the flip side's true for some people too. If if we always have in mind the creator of the universe, maybe we do think, oh, my my concerns, my upset, my whatever is petty. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I and I know that for me that's been a lot of times where having a relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and knowing that he's a hundred percent man and a hundred percent God mm-hmm. has really allowed me to go, okay, God seems so big but I know Jesus sweat. I know he (laughs) cried. I know he hurt. I know he gets it and I can connect with him. If God feels too big, if the father feels too big right now. And, uh, so I, I think you're right. I think there's a balance there. I think there's a balance of the honor we have of being able to go to the creator of the universe. And yet sometimes that might feel too big and go into Jesus and being able to talk to Jesus and, and tell him what's on our mind and our heart sometimes feels more approachable. Well, and two with like care ministry, uh, I, I, I know that we, we touch on a lot of different topics and, and we've said it before that if we don't, uh, you know, uh, I, I think I hear at least once a week by, by somebody different, but it's like, you know, if we don't have a class, we, we will, we will talk to you about putting the class together. Mm-hmm. And because we, we want to address uh, relevant needs right where you are uh, in a way that points you to Christ and Christ centered healing. Um, and, as you're, as you're navigating those situations, uh, I remember having this uh, similar discussion a few years ago, and it was we were talking about how do you prepare for something. And, 
And, and it was really simple. It, it was broken down to me just like this. It said, spend time in God's word, study God's word. Like that, that's step one. Step two, cover it in prayer. Mm-hmm. Pray, pray throughout, pray before, pray after, mm-hmm. study and pray. And then at the end, if you've, if you've been studying God's word, if you've been praying and, and coupled with listening, just like you were talking about before, uh, Tom, uh, and then allow the, the Holy Spirit to guide you, to be your guide. And in that moment, you're, you're, you're fully trusting God. And, 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 and that's, that, that, that's one of the wonderful ways that you can go and, and integrate prayer into your life in, in a way that's, that's uh, not only practical and, and simple to understand, but, but it's also a, a very meaningful way. Something you're probably the best at all four of us about repeating, Tommy. I know if people listening have listened to the podcast before, they've heard you say it. And what we like to say in care ministry is prayer is primary. Yeah. And kind of what that was born out of is uh, I hadn't been on staff here at Northside very long and had heard somebody say something I've heard in the past. And that was, well, I tried going to the doctor and I tried looking stuff up online and I read about it. And when all that failed, I prayed. And uh, I heard a pastor years ago do a, a sermon series on prayer, and one of the things he said is, why aren't we going to prayer first? And so um, as as with most of my good ideas, they're not mine. They're inspiration from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit just said to me, prayer is primary. And so we've, we've kind of made that our motto. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you, if you're listening, that, you know, God— created everything you see and even the things that he maybe didn't include in the first six days of creation uh, he gave man the ability to create so whether we're talking about medicine and doctors or whatever we're talking about all that's from God everything's from God and why wouldn't we then go to the source go to the source first even if you're praying for healing even if you're going to go even if you're on your way to the emergency room, why aren't you covering that in prayer? Prayer is primary. That should be our first gut-level response. And I'll just say this to you because it's I'm going to share my faults and how I've— I, I, most of the things that I do that are good came out of making a mistake first, and this one's the same. And that is, I used to tell people all the time, oh, I'll, I'll pray about that, or I'll, I'll pray for you. And I wouldn't because I would forget. Now, when I said it, I meant it. When I said it, I really wanted to pray for that person— but I got busy with my day or my life or whatever, and I'd forget. So one of my rules right now is if someone brings something up that we need to cover in prayer, we pray when it comes up. Yep. We pray right now. And and again, that's not out of some, I'm, <laughs> I'm not tooting my own horn. I'm doing that because I won't pray if I don't do it. Mm-hmm. But I know Lori and I've had interaction before, and she's shared something with me, and I remember she said, oh, that's right. You're going to pray, <laughs> right? <laughs> and really, I've, I, I appreciate that so much because... Obviously, I know you're praying. I, I do appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think something I struggle with in prayer, and you guys give me grief about it, is I don't like to pray out loud. I don't like to pray in front of people. Um, and, and part of it is just the nature of who I am. I don't like to be put on the spot. I don't like. I don't like to be in the spotlight. I don't like, you know, coming up with things in the moment, and which isn't really what prayer is. But um, I feel like when I pray on my own. Um, Sometimes I would feel like I wasn't praying right because I couldn't form the thoughts and the words clearly. And then I've, sometimes I had to remind myself, I don't have to be clear with God. I can just kind of let him know how I feel, what I'm feeling, and just be in the moment and, and, and share that with him without having to use actual words. And in the times when I really need to pray specifically 
or I need a longer prayer time, what I'll do is actually write it out. And I won't even write it out with pen and paper because I'm not a good writer. It's, it hurts my hand. And so I'll just get my laptop out and literally just type. And that that just helps my my thought process. I might even not go back and read it sometimes, but it just helps things flow for me. So, That's good. So I would just, you know, encourage you to pray how it works for you. God doesn't care how you do it. <laughs> Scrip- yeah. Scripture is very clear that God is not impressed by flowery speech and eloquent yeah. prayers. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people confuse the Scripture about going and praying in a closet. What that Scripture is really encouraging is God's more concerned of what's really going on with you not necessarily mm-hmm. what right. you want to pray in front of people or sounding good, but what's in your heart. Mm-hmm. And so I think, is it good to get away and maybe have a little dedicated place to pray? Yes. So I'm not, please don't write in, don't don't call in. I'm not saying don't <laughs> do that. But what I am saying is that scriptures as much or more about our private conversations, our heartfelt conversations mm-hmm. and prayers with God. And so I love that, Lori, that you have found a way and have formed a way that works for you so that you can have relationship with God, because that's what counts. You know, as, as you were saying that, I was reminded about Ecclesiastes 5. From the ESV, it says, Be not rash with your mouth, nor let your heart be hasty to utter a word before God, for God is in heaven and you are on earth. And I love this last part. Therefore, let your words be few. Mm. And so just, I mean, yeah, spot on. Just, you know, don't we're, we're not praying so that other people can... Uh, can hear us and be like, oh man, that was just a wonderful prayer. No, we're we're praying with anticipation. We're praying words to God. We're we're, we're speaking to God. And we're trying to communicate with God. And uh, yeah, I was just reminded of that. So yeah, I'm kind of on the same page with Lori, where it's like sometimes I feel like I can't articulate what I'm thinking or want to say when I'm praying to God. So I've recognized that sometimes I just have to be really open with where I'm at. I'm like, God, I don't know how I feel about this, but I want you to show me how I feel about it. I want to be able to, I want you to illuminate like that path for me so I can be able to further just grow in that and grow in you from that. And, um, I also like have written out prayers before. Um, but sometimes they end up being like five or six pages long. So (laughs) I'm like, okay, yeah, my hand hurts. So I have typed them out before too, but, um, I think a lot of people too, it's really hard for them to just be open with God because it's hard for them to just be open when they're alone. And so I think like just wanting to encourage you, like God is safe space. And like, if you continue to just pour yourself out to him, like he will pour into you. He's not going to leave you empty. And like, he will um, give you comfort and peace through you being able to communicate with him about difficult things. Prayer, prayer is is a primary way that we care for people, and that's why we felt like this was a really good topic for a, a, a care team podcast. Yep. And I want to just give a shout out to our uh, what we call our prayer ambassador on Care Night, Jeff mm-hmm. Amick. Uh, Jeff is such a great friend and servant of the church, but also specifically of our care ministry. And what a vital uh, part of our care night. And, and we want to expand that. In fact, we will be expanding that. Jeff's going to be expanding his team. Uh, but basically what he does is he visits all of our groups on care night, makes his rounds over the months, um, just makes himself available between before, between and after groups to just pray with people and be with them. And, and what an amazing, just so many people uh, taking part of that. And, and so we just want to see that grow, see the number of people who really show up 
praying expectantly. I think that's a that's a term that I anticipation. Didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't coin that term, but you know, someone told me once you should always pray as if. Mm-hmm. If if we go into prayer trusting and believing God, having faith, then we ought to be praying as if. And you started to say something, um, Callie, and I thought you were going to touch on this, but if you do have a hard time praying alone and feeling alone when you pray, there's certainly nothing wrong and very good about communal praying. You know, Scripture's clear that when two or more are gathered, right, that, that God's in our midst. And so often what we will say in care ministry during counseling sessions and things is just thanking God for being there with us, that we know, Lord, that your word is true, that you're true to your word. And your word tells us if we're gathered together in your name for a purpose together aligned, that you're there. He's He is present with you in prayer. So if you are somebody that struggles a little bit with that, praying by yourself and feeling alone, pray with your spouse, pray with a friend, pray with um, a coworker that you know is a Christian. But, but maybe that communal prayer is a way for you to be encouraged in your prayer life. Well, and, and the, the one thing I was thinking about, too, was, uh, you know, this book we were talking about, uh, the, the last step was to yield. Mm. And, and I know that uh, our podcast, we actually, uh, the, the, the motto behind our podcast comes from Roman 12, too, which is do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the re- renewal of your mind. Uh, but in Romans 12, 1, it says here, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. And and uh, in this book, it talks about the last step is yield. And so, you know, as we are talking to God and as God is is, is prompting us and, and pressing on our heart and, and speaking through us, uh, uh, just understand that, that God's going to give you things and he's going to give you direction. And, and it's at that point when we've submitted, you know, we, we reached out to him and had conversation with him and, 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 and asked him for, for guidance or wisdom or direction or discernment. Uh, it, it's so important uh, to be obedient, and uh, mm. yeah, I just, yeah, just, yeah. I just, I just, I'm glad he wrapped it up by by saying yield. So, well, I'm glad you said that too. I'm, I, we, it's funny. We all showed up for the podcast, and we brought the book <laughs> with us. Uh, and we're like, this would be a good. And book, one yeah. more time, just for the record, since we're quoting from it, we need yeah. to give it credit. How to pray: A simple guide for normal people by Pete Gray. Yeah. And uh, been a great book, uh, one that uh, our head pastor, Nate, had suggested, and then eventually we got for the staff, and, and they sold out of our resource center quickly. It's a great book. And um, I, I was reading First Thessalonians five sixteen through 18, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And that sounds very daunting, praying without ceasing, never stopping praying. But remember, we're talking about a relationship. And like any relationship, relationships take work, cultivation, uh, time and energy. Mm-hmm. And what better place to give our time and energy than to uh, our Lord? But I love this quote um, from How to Pray on page 36. He says, But the sages teach us that true prayer is not so much something we say, nor is it something we do. It is something we become. It is not transactional but relational, and it begins, therefore, with an appropriate awareness of the one to whom we come. And that kind of brings us back around to Tommy's point about just understanding that we're, we're being asked aloud and encouraged to come to, the, to the, the God that put the planets in motion, that the, the God that knows every ring on every planet, every, every hair on the, every head that has ever been, 
wants you to come and be in relation with him. What an honor that is. Well, uh, as we wrap it up, you know, I I know we talked a little about it, and that is prayer is primary. Uh, Someone to uh, open it up for prayer and see if anybody want to volunteer. Well, Heavenly Father, um, we've been honored to to talk about prayer today, and now we're honored to, to be in prayer together, lifting our voices and our hearts to you. Lord, I just I'm, I want to I want to lift up the listeners. I want to encourage them, and I want to ask you, Lord, to just fill them with your Holy Spirit, uh, encourage their prayer life, Lord. Um, I just hope that they will uh, understand how much you love them, how much you desire them, how much uh, you created them just for this, just for relationship, just to revel in you and you and your creation and what a beautiful and, and honored thing that is. So, Lord, just inspire all those that are hearing this to um, strengthen their prayer life, to make regular time to be in conversation with you, to walk around knowing that they um, are a part of you and you a part of them so that they truly can pray without ceasing, Lord. Thank you for this team and for the opportunity to present a podcast. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, don't forget to, to check us out every Thursday morning, 7 a.m. Uh, for this episode or others. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Facebook, or Spotify. Love you guys, and we'll catch you next week.